Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to E5, Who You Talking To? I appreciate you being in the space with me. Here's the rundown. I'm going to share my mindless rambles, concerns, and opinions. You may choose to listen. Then afterwards, I'm going to ask you to follow me all over the internet because I'm at EFabulousHB everywhere. My blog, my name, Facebook, Twitter, you got it. It's my sincerest hope that my humanity inspires, excites, and touches your humanity. All right, so let's start the show. So today's podcast is based on my last blog post. Um, It was called, and then there was me. So I'm going to read the blog post and then I'm going to talk about the subject matter real quick, real quick. I know how I got here. I wanted a great love and love story. I got it. It didn't stay that way. I got a divorce. Shortly thereafter, I lived with a demon amongst men. His soul was filthy and incomplete. Then sometime later, I gave the last of my heart to someone who truly didn't value me as a woman, as a human being and my past experiences. And now I am devoid of that enduring love I was so capable of in my youth. I only have conditional love, and it's to the point I am slowly conceding to society, turning me into an asexual statistic, just like it has done to all the beautiful, talented, unwanted black women before me. If I am faced with the choice of settling for less or being alone, I would rather be alone. Because somehow I feel I've been settling my entire life. At 46, I no longer feel another great love is possible. Perhaps an enduring love, but not a great love. Not a passionate love. And that's what saddens me the most. So yeah, that's pretty much my blog post. Um, At age 46, I am now dealing with feeling invisible. Um, Only seemingly being attractive to an older man's gaze. Um, And now I'm starting to notice more than ever how Western society asexualizes and marginalizes the femininity of older or middle-aged Black American women. Uh, It's very scary because it's almost like you're being erased, you know, in your 20s, you're discovering yourself, you're discovering your beauty, you're discovering what you like. In your 30s, you're fine tuning what you like, how you like it, when you like it. In your 40s, you kind of hit this stride where you're actually confident in your choices. You know what you want, you know what you want to do. And usually about 45, Society deems you as, uh, you know, a breeding cow. Like, you just churn out milk, honey, (laughs) and that's it. Um, It's it's just very interesting to me, you know, how women are kind of turned into these quote-unquote aunties and doting mothers um, and powerhouse corporate women climbing the ladder Um, But it just seems like you tip over 45 and then you're no longer this vibrant, sexy woman. You you have to have a purpose that serves the greater needs of society. And I just think it's kind of odd. And maybe that's just my observation.
right? Because I'm middle aged now and I'm going through it. So I just want to, you know, I don't want to say that that's a blanket statement. I want to say that that's my observation as a black American woman who is a descendant of chattel slaves in America, um, how I feel that I am being observed and not observed and marginalized and compartmentalized by my own society. Okay. So, um, one of the things I wrote in my blog post, which was uh, really true, is that um, I'm devoid of enduring love. Um, so I want to say that I have had some, I've, not some, I'm going to say four. I've had four great loves. Um, I had two before I met my husband. Um, and they weren't these magnanimous, long relationships. When I say great loves, these are people in which I submitted myself to and I found them of great reverence and I just had so many wishes and plans for us to grow into something beautiful and stunning and that really didn't happen. So, um, but I had this great passion. I had this magnanimous love for these guys. Um, so there's two before my ex-husband and then my ex-husband probably was the greatest love of my life because I gave up my life in the United States and I went to England for love. Um, I followed him blindly into a country I really didn't know that much about, <laughs> uh, but it's up through AbFab and Benny Hill and uh, Agatha Christie movies. So he was the greatest love of my life because not only um, did I cross an ocean, I settled into a new lifestyle. Um, I tried to become what he wanted. That didn't work. <laughs> and I made a vow to God uh, and I got married. So that was serious business for me because when I lived in New York and I was DJing, I didn't see myself ever being loved the way I wanted to. And I didn't ever see myself getting married and I didn't ever see myself having kids. And then I get on a flight, I go to Ghent, Belgium. I see this beautiful, amazing guy, in my opinion. And, um, and that was it. That was history. In fact, I was reflecting last night, the first time I ever saw him, I called my aunt that same evening and I was like, I think I met my husband. So um, let's just say I got some loose boundaries. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, and then um, I had one love after my husband that I thought was real and it wasn't, um, or rather, no, yeah, I'm right. I thought it was real, but it wasn't. I expected something more, but in reality, it was uh, much less than I was. I was putting in a lot and I was not getting it back. And that's okay. I felt that the person didn't value who I was, my past experience, or where I was going. And it is what it is. 
But in saying that, I think that, you know, like, I think we all have this kind of mason jar of love. And every time somebody breaks our heart, like, just a little bit evaporates. And a little bit evaporates. And if you have these big, magnanimous loves, like, I have a big heart, I love heart, like, big chunks out of that mason jar just evaporate. And I think when I got to my last love, that I really was it. That was it. That was just the enduring, passionate, amazing love that I have been capable of over the last two decades is, is gone. I spent the last of that on that person, um, trying, putting so much effort into a faux relationship that I've used it all up. And I kind of look back and I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have used the last of my magnanimous, amazing love on a person that didn't value me or love me the way I wanted to be loved, right? And then let me say this. I think we as adults have to realize that sometimes people love us the best way they can. And that might not necessarily be the best way that you want them to love you. And so that you're at an impasse. So I am not speaking for that person. I am just exposing my opinions and my feelings and how I perceive the situation. So I don't want to be unfair. I do want to be real. But also, this is my podcast. And so I feel like I'm just going to sit here in my feelings and my feelings come first. <laughs> Only child syndrome. So, yeah, I think... Um, I'm no longer capable of an enduring love, which is scary because um, I still have a passion. I still hold attraction for um, beautiful men. <laughs> and, um, you know, I know that this is not the last chapter of my life. So, you know, how do we as middle aged black women, how do we move forward? Because um, there's this whole kind of danger and inherent risk involved when you are a single divorce working mother like one you don't want to bring anybody around your kid like no that's a no no like ugh. okay um you don't want to bring someone in your kid's life and then they just turn around and walk away and not only do they break your heart they break your kid's heart you don't want to bring uh, anyone into your world that will cause disruption and disrupt your peace and disrupt your peace of mind and disrupt your happiness and your joy and suck the life out of you. You don't want to do that. Um, you know, a lot of black women are accomplished and educated. And so then you have you run the risk of meeting or dating men who are like homosexuals, like they're basically homeless if they're not paired up with a woman who's well-to-do. Um, or you run into the guy that's on his second divorce and he doesn't feel like any of his divorces was any of his fault and he turns into an abusive asshole. Like there's an inherent risk in putting yourself out there when you're middle age, especially if you've created some type of normalcy of peace and happiness and joy. Um, you could go out there thinking you're dating a great guy and he turns out to be a demon. He turns out to be a succubus and he just sucks the joy out of you. Um, and a lot of guys play games. 
So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I am totally not devoid, devoid of love, but I am devoid of enduring love. I'm, my nerve's bad. I'm 46. I ain't really finna take no shit off of nobody. So, um, the other thing that I wrote in my blog post <laughs> is that, um, you know, if you're faced with the choice of settling for less or being alone, I wrote that I would rather be alone. And, and it's so true because every time I've settled, I've bore the brunt of all the bullshit that comes with it. I've had to pay the price. Um, I've had to endure crushing emotions, um, embarrassment, humiliation marginalization. So I just feel like, you know, when you settle, you're asking for all those problems. And I don't think that beautiful, intelligent, hardworking, loving, enduring black women should have to settle for less. We shouldn't. Um, you know, I had a coworker tell me that I was no spring chicken and that I can't be too choosy because I'm getting up in age. And I took serious offense to that because I'm like so I'm just I'm chopped liver and I'm just supposed to accept chopped liver nah I got a problem with that I got a super duper 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 problem with that does not no I just feel like um so many times in my youth people told me just wait just wait till you meet that person that is crazy about you that um, that adores you, that respects you, that's your friend that cares about you. Like when you meet that person that's putting in the same energy that you giving out and you feel like putting in the same energy that they're giving out, just wait for that because it's going to be a beautiful synergy. Um, yeah. So I guess that's what I'm waiting on. I don't know. Um, I want to have some fun while I wait, <laughs> but, um, I am very cognitive of the fact it's just me, you know, and I'm not going to say I'm set in my ways. I'm always willing to learn and to be open. But yeah, a person has to be worthy, right? Uh, time is something I don't have. And all of my time goes to uh, my future CEO. It goes to my volunteer work um, and it goes to self-care. So the little time that I have left I want to allocate it to someone who is so deserving, so worthy, um, and it wants to give that energy back to me. You know what I'm saying? Like the young kids always say, keep that same energy. I feel that. Keep that same energy. You come at me passionate and empowered and inspired. Yeah, I'm going to need you to stay that, that way for the majority of the time. I know that's not realistic, but yeah, for the majority of the time, I'm going to need you to stay that way. That's real. So um, for all those ladies out there who feel like me, you feel like, and then there was me, you know what? That's okay. Cause you're awesome. I'm awesome. We're awesome. And you know what? You should wait for a great and passionate love. Even if it's short lived, it may not last, but if it makes your heart sing, if it's passionate and if it does not bring you any harm, emotionally, physically, mentally, or fiscally, I say go do it. And that's my word. Thank you for listening.
Oh my God, was it good for you? <laughs> it was good for me to have you in my space. Listen, I would love for you to share this podcast. Sharing is caring. I'm everywhere. I'm on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, Medium, Instagram. And in 20 years, I may be my own app or a giant head stuck in a jar like uh, Futurama. <laughs> but I'm everywhere. So dig it. So share. I'm efabulousHB.com and at efabulousHB everywhere on the internet. So as always, it's been real. May you go out into the world a bit happier, joyful, or more damn astounded after listening to my podcast. More Dribble from me is coming soon. Stay woke. God bless. Bye.